Hello, universe. I, um... I've been trying to deal with that flood, which sucks. And now I'm cold, and I'm probably getting sick. Am I getting sick? I don't know. I'm not going to blow my nose onto the fucking floor like I did last time. So don't worry about that. But I am going to blow it into this toilet paper, so... How about we agree that I pause real quick? Alright, well, it's 3.42. And the light in the cellar is starting to get less and less... And given how much fucking exposed wiring there is, I'm hesitant to turn on the overhead lighting. So I've been doing everything with flashlights, and I'm just tired. And apparently thirsty. Um, but one of the things I've always enjoyed about not cleaning projects to be honest anything that's just sort of a well there's the work to be done I guess let's get going kind of job is there's no real thought involved you're just doing work and so your your mind's free to think about almost fucking anything and oh my god have I been wandering in my mind you can imagine down there but um Surrounded by mice and black widows. And fucking ankle deep water. Well, I was thinking back to my very first science fair. I was in second grade. And, um, and that was the first, you couldn't enter the science fair in first grade. And you could enter the science fair in second grade, but there was a second, third grade science fair. In other words, second and third graders competed in their own little division. And then fourth and fifth graders competed in their own little division. And then the sixth graders competed for the grand prize. So the sixth grade exhibits were always the sweet-ass first exhibits when you walked in. And then you'd walk the fourth and fifth grade exhibits. And then you'd walk the third and second grade exhibits. And out of... You know, the third and second grade exhibits, there'd be, I don't know, maybe 20 total. And 11 of those would be volcanoes. Um, and then the other nine would be God knows what, right? Somebody grew a plant or somebody else found boogers on the back of their headboard and scraped them off and put them under a microscope and declared them fungus from planet X. Who knows? But... Not knowing what my science project was going to be in second grade, but knowing that I had to be in the science fair. It was a science fair. Of course I was going to be in it. Well, my parents were renovating the basement at the time. Actually, in, uh, in turn, to build me my junior high school bedroom. It wasn't actually that at the time, but that's what it turned into. And in ripping apart some walls, well, one of the things that was discovered was a completely intact mouse skeleton sitting on the concrete flooring behind one of the drywalls uh, panels. Hold on. Okay. I honestly thought I heard a mouse. But Kitty's in here, so I don't... Th Did you hear a mouse, Kitty? No. At any rate, no such cameo appropriate, though it would have been being uh, taken at this moment. Don't, don't underestimate the next minute. Um... My father, being the appropriately involved father that he was at the time, 
And in my academic career, my father was always appropriately involved. But he was, uh, he was aware that I didn't have a science fair project uh, determined yet. And boom, here was this mouse skeleton. So my science fair project became the life and death of a mouse. And the decomposition of a mouse to skeleton form. That was basically the book report that I wrote. And I didn't win the science fair that year. I did win it the next year. And then I won it in sixth grade again. I might have even won it in fourth grade. I mean, fuck, man. I put my all into these things, so I was always at least a favorite going in, if not the goddamn clear favorite. Um, much like spelling bees, Schiffer Raphael was in the thing. Well, yeah, maybe it was 50-50, but otherwise, uh, yeah, I was the favorite. Um, and I lost that year to Jeff Coyle's Volcano. No, it wasn't Jeff Coyle. Jeff Coyle didn't do a volcano until sixth grade. Jeff Coyle's volcano was a good fucking volcano, I will say. But, no, it, I, I lost to a volcano, though. Whose volcano I lost to now is eluding me. My immediate second thought was John Hudgel, which might be right. But, it doesn't matter. When all you've done is basically glued a mouse skeleton to a piece of construction paper and then written a report as to how long a mouse lives, how it traditionally dies, and how long it takes to decompose to be a skeleton. Well, I don't know if you've put together a project worthy of the blue ribbon in the second, third grade division of the Amos Steck Elementary School Spelling Bee of 1977. Maybe you have, maybe you have, maybe you have. The judges looked favorably upon me that day, and I probably had more grammatically correct sentences in my uh, science project than others, so maybe there was some style and points of clarification award that over the next volcano or that other alien UFO debris that is scientifically interesting but looks a lot like aluminum foil, well, maybe I did get what I deserved that day. The old honorable mention first place. Something I also got, that was the highest I ever finished in a competition musically on the piano, was honorable mention first place. And I had played Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata and something by Mozart, plus uh, the theme to Charlie Brown in a three-song lineup, and I fucking nailed them. Like, I'll say this much, I wasn't very talented on the piano. I am Ter terrible when it comes to music in terms of understanding harmonics or I, I have a terrible voice I mean there's just ways in which music and I are oil and water <clears throat> but practice hard work um, repetition even muscle memory all those things well I wouldn't say they're my forte but when it came to competing in 12-year-old musical competitions, statewide competitions, uh, at that level, those things matter as much as fucking talent or uh, goddamn uh, hand geometry. And I really liked that Charlie Brown theme. Like, I really, I loved it. It was 
it's still to this day probably my favorite piece of music to sit down and just bang out. That or something by Scott Joplin. But um, Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata is slow. It's it's paced. It opens deliberately, and when I get nervous, I rush shit. So, for the most part, damn, picking that piece of music was my music teacher's way of saying, well, you're not going to win. I'm kidding. I picked that piece of music. I picked that piece of music because it was it had the name Beethoven on it and because I could play it. I picked that other piece of Mozart because it had Mozart on it and because I could play it. And I picked the theme to Charlie Brown because my piano teacher thought the theme to Star Wars was a little too easy of a song and I needed to challenge myself at my level. So Charlie Brown it was. And, um, and I practiced hard. That was a summer competition. That competition was in fucking July. Which means I was probably practicing on my fucking 12th birthday. And, or 11th birthday? What is your, what's between 5th and 6th grade? What would I have turned 12? Doesn't matter. Um, and the competition was up in Fort Collins. So my mom had to drive me like an hour and a half there. Which is all just time when you're getting nervous. And then you get there and there's like four practice rooms and there's three other kids in the practice rooms who are all 15 or something and they're playing Chopin and you're just going, oh my God, I got a Charlie Brown song, what am I doing here? And uh, and yet, not even warming up. I, warming up always just made me nervous, still does. I just like to play. Um, well, I nailed it that day. <laughs> I remember, I knew it too. Like, uh, if you're ever in, and we were at the CSU Conservatory, I think. It was definitely on the CSU campus. And if you're ever in those um, music classrooms, they tend to have these really vertical assemblies because of the acoustics of the room. You're, you're right on top of the musical performance. So... I remember move, walking out from the waiting room into my, into the, well, first you're, you're in the back of the stage, kind of behind this curtain that they've set up. Uh, so you can see the very, the performer right in front of you. You're watching their whole performance. And then you're going to be next on and somebody's going to fill your on-deck spot. But the person in front of me fucked up, which, again, was a huge bonus for me. Because I knew that no matter what, if I could finish my songs, I would finish in front of them. Because they didn't finish. So I'm already thinking I don't have to finish in last place. And, you know, when you, when you go back and you, you look back at the things that... Those little moments where life just kicked you some confidence. Uh, and that's exactly what happened that day. And it's not like I wasn't good at the piano. That's exactly what I was. I was good at the piano. I was a B-plus piano player. But uh, my piano teacher's daughter was exceptional at the piano. She was the one in there at 13 playing Chopin and getting the attention of the Colorado Symphony Orchestra. If I remember right, she played with them at before she left for college. I mean, this 
scroll was good. <laughs> I was I was okay at the piano. This girl was talented and committed, and when push came to shove, was excellent at the piano. And when push came to shove for me, I was pretty, 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 pretty okay, good. But I was never great. <laughs> Shit, man, I don't really understand music. Of course I was never great. I could technically recreate what was supposed to be played if I had heard it enough in a way that was like a parrot mimicking a fire alarm. Annoyingly accurate, but not a sign of true talent. And I think that day there were 14 or something contestants, somewhere between a dozen and 16. And it was never 40, nor was it ever four. And, uh, and I was somewhere like sixth, seventh in the pack. And, uh, and I played, I played, uh, I don't know why this is making me weepy. I think it's the connection to my mom. <laughs> but, here, hold on. Sorry, I just had to blow my nose. Um, but, I remember, I remember it was, it was, um, it was Mozart first. Because Mozart was one I'd played before. I'd played it in the Christmas concert or whatever. Like, I'd played Mozart for a year. It's that little bum, 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 or bum, 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 bum. And, uh, hell, I could sit down and play that one right now. And so I was confident with that. And then, though I liked Charlotte, Jesus, hang on. All right, hopefully that's the last time I have to blow my nose. Um, though I liked Charlie Brown a lot, I wasn't, there's a couple of tricky parts to it. And there's some syncopation in it that's a little off. And to nail it, well, I don't know if to this day I've ever truly uh, nailed it. But Moonlight Sonata is the kind of song that I had practiced the hell out of. And I just never really liked it. Um, I, I, and I do like it now. I've actually, I, it was the first song I learned to replay as I picked up, uh, an electric piano and, uh, and having grown temperate enough to appreciate its, its mood. Um, it's one of my favorite pieces of music to play, but as a 12 year old, I just didn't have the, the musical grace to, to play it with any heart or feeling. And, uh, and I remember I remember, hold on, okay, at any rate, as I was playing Moonlight Sonata, I was aware of where my mom was sitting, she was kind of in my field of vision, especially if I would sort of sit up straight and look to my right, I could see her, and I never liked looking at my parents when I was playing, because it always made me more nervous, and so... I, I was doing what I could not to look at her as I'm playing the piece, but I also didn't like to look at my hands on this piece because there were some stretches that I had trouble feel, or I had a lot more trouble seeing them than feeling them, 
at that time in life with my little hands. So I was better off with some of the extended parts to just not look, but to look straight at the at the sheet music. And uh, and I remember thinking that I had that I was. I mean, it's weird what you think when you're performing because what you try to think is of nothing. All you want to do is play music, so you're not really wanting to think. But as I'm ending this, as I'm ending the piece, I realize that I've really played it well. Not perfectly. I've missed a couple of pedal timings, but I mean, I haven't missed a note, and I haven't, and I've never once had a mistake. <laughs> I've just not played it perfectly. I've played it to an A level, not an A plus level, which for me is fantastic. So, the next song is Charlie Brown, <laughs> and. Hold on. Anyway, the next song, I can't help but look at my mom. Because, I mean, I'm doing well. And uh, I can see on her face, she's super excited. And, and so, Charlie Brown starts left-handed. And uh, it's... Or it's... <laughs> But it starts with that with your left hand, and then your right hand comes in in the fourth measure. Anyway, as I'm uh, as I'm playing the left-handed part, I bring my right hand in a, a beat too early, and I just stop. I know I've made the mistake. I know it's wrong. And I fear that if I keep playing, I'll just play it mistimed the entire time. But, technically, I should have just quit. I should have walked off the stage. You don't get to restart. And I had, I, and I, you know, and I looked at my mom. <laughs> I remember she was just like, yeah, hold on. She's just mouthing at me like, do it again, start again. And I started playing it again. And I played it perfectly. And I swear, I've never played it perfectly since. <laughs> and that day it didn't count. Because I had started twice. So technically, I got a, a score of a zero on my, on my third performance. Because the judges didn't count the second run. But they made me honorable. Mention first place. Because I think even the judges knew. Fuck it, man. I nailed it that day. Ah, it was the best I'd ever played. To this day, it's still the best. And uh, and what's funny is my mom was always there for me. Like she didn't need to be the person there that day that I came in second. But she was there for the woman or the girl who won it because she had performed either second or third and I was sitting in the waiting room. I never even heard her play. And to my mom's credit, she told me that she was better. And uh, and yet, as we left Fort Collins, there was some family ice cream shop on the way out of town. 
Uh, hold on. Anyway, we were on our way out of town, and I remember we both kind of saw it at the same time, and as we're passing by, she's like, well, what do you think that is? I said, I don't know. She said, well, maybe we should go check it out. And she takes me into this place that's, you know, some carnival of kid ice cream. And I'm pretty overwhelmed by it. It's pretty awesome. And, uh, <laughs> and we sit down. And uh, she let me order the biggest thing on the menu. And we ate it together. And, you know, uh, I always really didn't mind playing the piano, but I never loved it. And uh, I was just never that good at it. It was always hard for me. And things that are hard for me, I tend to wander away from, no matter how rewarding it might be to conquer them. I've always just been somebody who'd rather slide into the easier paths. You know? There have been plenty of them in life. So, challenging myself, well, a lot of it happened because of my parents' influence. And sometimes they pushed me harder than I think was reasonable. But on days like that, where I played as well as I could possibly play, and even had overcome some of my own stage fright, well, my mom was right there. Never saying... If only you'd have done this. If only you hadn't started twice. Yada yada. None of that shit. Just how good is this fucking ice cream? She probably didn't say the word fucking. My mom doesn't swear. But I know if at that time uh, I'd have blurted out how good is this fucking ice cream? Well, my mom probably would have just said, hell yeah, it's good. <laughs>